Welcome back to the Four Peas Podcast. Today, in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, which is going on from September 15th until October 15th, we will be at least once a week interviewing Hispanics who have contributed to this great nation, to North America in general. And today we are going to be talking to Dr. Rick Pineda. Dr. Rick Pineda is an individual who is very unique. He is an engineer, and he's also someone who has uh, gone in and studied emotional leadership, and that has changed the way large corporations such as Coca-Cola and Anheuser-Busch, how they treat their employees and how they go about managing their employees. He's a great influence. He's a great scholar, and he's a great individual. And when we come back, we will be talking to Dr. Rick Pineda. Do you have the next big thing? That world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit. Hello and welcome back to the Four Peas podcast. I am here today with a in, in celebration of of, of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, I'm here today with a fantastic, well-rounded, uh, well-versed individual. His name is Dr. Rick Pineda. He lives in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. He has a resume that is outstanding. Uh, he is a uh, PhD from uh, Walden University, uh, and there's also so many other things. Uh, doctor, welcome to the uh, welcome to our podcast. Please tell us uh, everything that we need to know about you, and uh, I will be asking questions a lot during this uh, during this conversation. Please go. Uh, thank you, attorneys, for having me. Um, I, I did start it um, a long time ago in 1979. I was a NASA engineer and I worked for uh, about 10 years with them. When I decided to do a switch into the commercial industry to become an electrical engineer, uh, supporting uh, organizations uh, such as Anheuser-Busch and Coca-Cola North America and all others. Uh, during that process is where I determined to uh, get my PhD. And the, the problem was that from the beginnings, I was assigned to go and do talk to people and families that loses their 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 spouses or their kids or whatever whoever uh, due to working in that environment and then they die. So I, I had to be the one that go uh, after the the disease and explain to the family that their relative will not come back home anymore. Wow. That really that really made me think about it. You know, we were doing everything possible in the corporations to uh, prevent uh, safety issues. But that really, I wanted to go deeper on that. So when I study uh, my doctors, I, I did I did find out what was the disconnect. And I, I imposed a question in my mind. Yes, we are the companies that says our our, our employees are the, the, the greatest assets we have. So as an asset, you need to take care of them and, and, and find out where are 
their relationships are with your supervisors. So I, I wanted to really go deeper and I did a research. It, it was a, uh, um, uh, a very much in deep research of correlation. And I wrote about recognizing and anticipating complacent stress individuals in the manufacturing industries. I interviewed 170 people, 170 people from big companies, anywhere from middle management to top management in the factories. And I uh, run an SEM uh, test uh, to come up with that there was a disconnect between them and uh, their employees. Um, they, they, there was a lot, I found a lot of autocratic uh, leadership uh, working on in the industry. Uh, which I knew that because I, I went through all that process. The entire 35 years of my career, I saw it. And um, I was witness of many times people being told, no, 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 you can't leave today. You have to finish this. Uh, I wanted to know what was the relationship between them, the supervisors and the employees and their supervisors and their bosses. <laughs> so. Right. So I did the, 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 um, the research and uh, it was a quantitative research and, and I did, um, did a correlation. Well, it turns out to be that only 12% of 170 really care about other people. The other ones really had many, many, many uh, um, excuses about it. You know, no, I'm, I'm just here for my salary. I want to promote myself, etc. But that doesn't really matter. What was really important to me was that there was a disconnect. So I, I uh, have a, um, um, a good instructor um, of mine that referred me to Dr. Daniel Goldman. And I went to review during my research, what did he describe as emotional intelligence. And from that point on, I made it my, my life purpose to um, train leaders that can adopt emotional intelligent competencies so they can, through empathy, build relationships so you can tell when the person that comes to you comes stressful at three in the morning for whatever reason they had a problem and you can recognize it. And if you do, and that particular individual is somebody that is working on medium to high voltage, I had then the opportunity to say, so-and-so, please don't go there this time. Come with me to my office. Let's talk what's, what's going on. Tell me about it. And that only can be done when the person, the supervisor and the executive supervisor, uh, can understand people and really, really, really love their employees to the point that they want to be a solution to their problem more than just, you know, just, just do the job that we're asking you to do and don't worry. I, I also found out in the research that more than 50% of the people that OSHA called disease at that time were having problems and nobody was able to recognize it. And of course, nobody will recognize it because they are looking for their own interests. And they are also looking at employees that, you know, they have to do what you tell them to do. So there's a distinct line between being an empathic and a servant leader 
and an autocratic leader. Right. And, and uh, autocracy is what I found in the last 30 plus years of my career. Therefore, after the thesis went into the, uh, the Library of Congress, I made a commitment to open leadership emotional development, mm -hmm. to train for free many people, and to coach many, many leaders that really don't know what to do. So, so now with, and, and I know that, you know, technology has caused us to get, even though we're so connected, uh, we are disconnected in many ways. And I, and, and that's, and, and what have you seen? Uh, what has technology done? I know that we uh, had a conversation about uh, you going into a hotel and, and, and everything was, was, was tech was uh, digitized or, or, yeah. or, you know, you had robots literally robots. taking your, 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 uh, your uh, suitcase to the hotel room. What do you think technology has done to the uh, emotional uh, aspect of, of leadership? I believe that, and I think I gave a, a workshop, a lecture at one point uh, on this particular influential uh, uh, process that we're going and leaving today because artificial intelligence is already out there and I wish we can manage it uh, better. So, because you can take artificial intelligence and use it for the good of things, but there will also be using for the bad of things, you know, they, that means they can instill your identity and make you, you know, look like bad. So one of the things that I really understood back then, and I understand it today even more, uh, is the fact that uh, artificial intelligence from the leadership standpoint could be used as a tool for human resources to be able to understand who are they hiring in. It's, it's something that I, I, I offer to human resources currently. I'm doing it with a 360 uh, questionnaire so they can understand what is the goal of these new guys that they hire mm -hmm. and if it could be a team member. So from that standpoint, I support artificial intelligence because it will make my job a lot easier. But from the point of, for instance, coaching somebody or training somebody, you must have to, you, you cannot ask a robotic to teach a guy to become more emotional <laughs> because you don't know what emotional is as a robotic. So um, I believe that there's a point in that, uh, that, uh, that instance in where you need to understand that the coaching and the leadership and the, and the conversion of these people into emotional intelligence must be done by somebody uh, like you and I, not it cannot be it cannot be uh, a robotic because robotics, although they are trying to emulate emotions, right. they are not the feelings. They have no heart to feel like we do, and there there is a difference between a robotic and us in where we decide in our minds uh, and let our minds decide. I'm going to do the right thing rather than a logarithm telling them to do so. Okay, so the mission of your uh, company is uh, to develop a community of leaders who embrace and apply emotional intelligence best practices in everything they undertake and help them with creative coaching to improve their quality of life, becoming the new generation of leaders who will make a difference in our society. I love that 
mission. I really do. It's it's a great mission. It's very specific. Um, who, if it do businesses come to you for services, or is it is it uh, is it an individual that would come to you? Who who really uh, needs your your or who is your clientele? I should say. After the pandemic, it, it was really I, I was not here. I was in South America at the time, and. Uh, I noticed there was a, a tremendous amount of disconnect in just about every business. And our business struggled through that time because everybody was trying to, to, to resolve their very own problems. You see a lot of companies attacking this pandemic with uh, alcohol and pictures in the front doors so they can measure your temperature. Every, everybody was so disconnected and our business slowed down at that point. So we went on there and did some marketing and we established uh, taking advantage of using now the new way to do things in, in, in online. We started to approach them and offer them what we call a hybrid uh, support in where we can do it in person or we can do it online, whatever makes them feel better. The company, some companies came and asked me to do a conversation with a group of people uh, uh, online, um, and 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 they follow the CDC. They said one guy three chairs, or another guy. Everybody was wearing masks, mm -hmm. and I was able to talk to them. Uh, but for the most part, even today, it is a lot of one-on-ones. There's a lot of people that are still struggling to come out from that pandemic syndrome, and they are still worry about going back to work. They really right. think that it's going to be, uh, it's going to explode again. And you know what? I'm beginning to look at the news that there's, even the government is coming with a new, new vaccination because yeah, it could explode again. So right. there's a fear. And um, that is what we're trying to talk and work with them when I do a one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, very good. All right. Um, so, if and how do you uh, how do you do your coaching? Is your coaching uh, do you coach on site? Do you have seminars? What 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 all what all do you do? Well, the the coaching and we have not seminars. We do free workshops. And um, we, we go online, we have a YouTube channel in where you can see the workshops that are totally free and that they come in and we talk about team, powerful teams and crisis management and so forth. Our coaches now are going to be building uh, workshops that will do the same, uh, but it will be for coaching. Now, the majority of my coaching clients called me and and mm -hmm. sent me sent me messages or registered themselves uh online with our website in our website and 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 some of them you know i have i had a a, a client that just lives nearby and and he found out that i was doing this and it could be as casual as talking to him right now our coaching is very very uh much uh conflicting with our community service because we are a company that do free community services. What we do is we advise single mothers, we advise dysfunctional families, and we don't charge anything. Okay. But when somebody comes and approach me and said, I had it, 
I, I, I just don't want to continue working here. Then at that point, I recommend to start with a free session. And then after that, you know, the cost is very minimal. There's no comparison. And that's what we do it in return to our communities as our commitment to the institution we both graduate from. Right. Well, I will say this. I will say thank you very much for your your contribution to the community because that is one thing that uh, that is a commitment to to Walden and that is uh, uh, to be social. Uh, um, I would say social entrepreneurs, and and that's exactly what you're doing. You are definitely reaching out and helping people who need this. I do know that uh, to be a. I love how you're taking the whole person approach to to leadership because that is absolutely needed. Um, and making sure that students and are not students, but making sure that employees and employers uh, are looked at as human beings and not as just simple uh, uh, resources. And I, I absolutely admire that. Uh, doctor, what uh, if you had a parting advice, parting advice to anyone uh, aspiring to be a leader uh, and trying to to uh, move up in the leadership ladder, so to speak, what would you give that individual? I think that currently, because this is a very dynamic system, we live on it right now. Currently, uh, I think that the, the, the country is watching a, a complete collapse of leaderships that don't want to take responsibility for their actions. Uh, we as a group, uh, as a citizens of this wonderful country, we're looking into hoping that you know, we get to a, finally to those those years in where it was harmony uh, in our communities. It is a little bit divided. So one thing that I really recommend for young people, and I do it every time we talk in workshops, um, is to really understand the a leader, although it's not born, it's made, has to take the advantage of the emotional intelligent competencies to understand the importance of the ethical responsibility they are walking in. You don't have to have a career to be a leader. You have to be a leader, period. And many of us need to understand that our leadership begins at home. Right. And when we have got, we're not all perfect. We have ups and downs in our lives, but it's never too late to start that change that will eventually change the minds and mentalities and the hearts of our American society. And it needs to start there because it's through that influential, parental, parental influential, the fact that our children will go to school and live in harmony, no more gun violences, no more dysfunctions in there. So I will recommend if my client is a parent, I would probably recommend it a continuous uh, coaching to make them adopt. And, and, and trust me, many of them come to me and, and the first question that I ask is, please tell me, what is your background? And, and many of them tell me, well, I, I grew up in a dysfunctional family. My mother did, you know, sell drugs. My father is in jail. I take that ad advantage for me to sort of parent him and, and talk to him and ask him to listen 
to the values that is going to help him and his children. This is this is what I do when it comes to that point. In grouping and in general, leaders, it is time that we take the ethical baton and really walk, walk the talk, not just be a politician and walk and don't talk <laughs> or talk and don't walk. Exactly. So, yes. You you really have to be. You know, and you don't have to be in the government to be a politician. I mean, we all gone through industries that the political arena is big. So right. you don't need to be that politician. You need to be a transparent leader and always with the emotional intelligence, ability to recognize what are you doing, what, what you need to be self-aware of, what are you doing every day, you're walking in because even though you're not teaching anything, your walk, your actions speak for themselves and everybody else is going to respect you as a good leader if you walk the talk and that you always do the right thing and treat others the way you like to be treated. That, that would be my advice for them. Well, thank you so, so much for these words of wisdom. And uh, I will be uh, the the uh, center, or actually I'll say the Leadership and Emotional Development uh, organization that Dr. Pineda, um, he um, uh, organized and actually works for and actually is the chairman of. I am going to make sure that his link is there for you. You can, you can pull up if you need any of his services. He is worldwide. He has clients as far as in every single in, in continents in Europe, South America, America, North America. I mean, uh, he is everywhere. So please, uh, if you need to hear his wise words and if you really want his coaching, which he is very good at, uh, please make sure you you go to his site and look at even more information that he has. Doctor, you have a great, great day and thank you so much. And uh, we'll be right back after this. Thank you, Durson. Do you have the next big thing? That world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit. Welcome back to the Four Ps Podcast. I hope the interview with Dr. Rick Pineda was enlightening. Uh, like I said before, I am extremely blessed and privileged to be able to take this journey with my podcast and with my book that's coming out to meet so many interesting people and to be able to talk to uh, so many inter interesting individuals. And Dr. Pineda, his resume goes across so many different industries and in so many different facets of life. Um, and as a as a as an individual, I remember watching the space shuttle when I was in fourth grade. I remember watching the first space shuttle. We were sitting in the gym of my school at Maple Elementary School in Williamsville, New York. And I remember watching the first Columbia flight take off. And it's amazing that now I am talking to somebody who was actually a part of that project. And again, like I said, um, not only did he um, give me the privilege to 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 discuss that but he also gave us the the insight on how to lead with emotion and in celebration of hispanic heritage month he is a fantastic individual and in how he makes how his 
he shows how um, the Hispanic community uh, has made major contributions. And in this case, a extreme major contribution uh, to the future and to the greatness of the United States and Canada. We, uh, again, like I said, um, I talked about this yesterday, but we are going to be at the Entrepreneurial Breakthrough, and that is a groundbreaking show uh, that aims to empower business owners to achieve their dreams and aspirations. Uh, please join me and join all of us uh, as we dive into real-life stories of struggle and pain and triumph and transformation from successful entrepreneurs providing practical tips and expert guidance to help increase confidence, build solid mindset, and inspire success. Uh, also to create a, a clear vision for the future by learning from experience of those that have gone before. Please do not miss out on this life-changing chance to unlock your full potential and achieve entrepreneurial breakthrough. Uh, it, this is going to be uh, a podcast. It's also going to be a live event in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and that is going to be on October 5th. Uh, again, like I said, it is a great time to go. Fall is a great time anywhere, but I uh, just to see fall in Colorado Springs, um, it is a privilege again to do that. Uh, I will be talking to you uh, here in the next couple of days. Have a great one.